from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. The Supervisory Committee is no longer responsible for merely taking in information. In today's world, the committee must take an active role in focusing on enterprise risk management efforts and what risks a growing credit union faces. I'm Jennifer Plager, a senior editor with CUNA. I recently sat down with Tim Goblersch, Supervisory Committee Chair at $1.6 billion asset Fort Knox Federal Credit Union in Radcliffe, Kentucky. I spoke with him while on site at the 2019 CUNA Supervisory Committee and Internal Audit Conference, where he received the CUNA Supervisory Committee Member of the Year Award. Goblersch talked about receiving the award, how the Supervisory Committee's role has changed, advice he has for new committee members, and more. Timothy, congratulations on the award. What was your reaction when you when you found out? So I was definitely surprised. Did not expect this. But to me, it really recognized the overall team at the Fort Knox Federal Credit Union, risk management team, management, uh, the confidence that the board gave to our committee. So uh, definitely surprised for me, but uh, not all that surprised that there was some recognition for our credit union. And you've been involved with the supervisory committee at Fort Knox Federal for a number of years. What made you initially decide to get involved? So I started out using the credit union's resources and a couple of courses where I'm an adjunct for a local community college and an adjunct faculty member for Western Kentucky University. So I did that for about 10 years. And I was using credit union resources and those personal finance classes and whether it's how to calculate a loan balance or how to find an amortization schedule or just some tools on that website. So I think I was approached uh, by, uh, there was another board member who was an adjunct, usually right after me or right before me in the same building, and he uh, suggested it. And one of the officers actually uh, was in my class uh, several years ago, maybe probably now 20 years ago. So anyways, uh, I got connected or maybe asked to consider volunteering a long time ago, and uh, had a short stint 10 or 15 years ago, and then took some time off, and I've been back at it for about the last five years. How has the supervisory committee changed during your time with the committee? So I would say that the main effort that I've seen is uh, professionalism, independence, competence, engagement, and people that are kind of hands-on. So uh, moving from a group that maybe was a little bit just taking information in to uh, a group that's maybe pushing a little bit more, and we were being pushed a little bit more. So uh, the use of hiring an internal auditor who was a CPA, that was a huge gap that was filled. Hiring uh, outside firms to do lots of different tasks, whether it's a business audit or an IT audit, information security. Eventually, you know, meeting pretty competently and confidently with the examiners and with the auditors and and knowing the craft well enough to be more independent. So I think we've achieved independence probably to a much greater degree than when I first started. While you've been with the committee, the credit union's audit function is, has transformed from more of a traditional program to one that's more a risk-based program. Why do you think that transformation was necessary? Well, credit union has... Uh, Roughly doubled in size in the last decade. Much more exposure to digital, electronic financial transactions. 
So we needed to uh, get better and get stronger. From the standpoint of uh, enterprise risk management, we needed to spend more time where the uh, credit union's risks really are. So let's spend time with member privacy risk. Let's spend more time and energy on other information security risks to the institution. If we're going to do business lending, let's put energy and time auditing and examining the business lending function, which has essentially doubled as, as well in the last decade. So uh, let's put our money and time and energy, and, and in our case, our, our all full-time workers, no one is retired, so we need to spend that 90 minutes we get on the, on the big stuff, on the important stuff that uh, is important to the institution. Not that we don't do cash counts at branches, and not that we don't do the basics of auditing, and compliance, but from a standpoint of enterprise risk management, let's spend the resources, let's spend our time at the committee session on the issues that really matter to a uh, large and growing credit union that's going to try to be the primary financial institution for, you know, an entire region of our state. So if we're going to be that, we needed to put more time and energy into the uh, high return areas. I would say put more money and time and energy where it matters most. And so that's probably the biggest transformation. And you kind of touched on it, but how does that transformation, how did it impact your role as a committee member? So definitely, and particularly as the chairperson, if you're a chairperson versus a member, you're much more engaged. You're much more expected to know the terminology, know what the engagement is. We're signing the engagement. As a supervisory committee, it's not the CEO, it's not the management staff that's in charge. We are in charge of engaging those outside parties. The responsibility level for the chair and the responsibility level for the committee and the independence of the committee, those things changed for me and for the rest of our committee. And then how did that transformation benefit the credit union? So it definitely made us more confident to go into uh, new areas of business. Definitely made us more confident to transform how we do our digital communication. Definitely transformed how we entered new markets. So we are growing. We're adding, uh, we've been adding branches for the last 20 years and continuing to grow and expect to continue to grow as Kentucky's largest credit union. So if we're going to play in the uh, financial lives of members in every area, whether it's auto or home or business lending or an improved digital platform, then we have to be stronger and current and test ourselves more in the uh, areas where there's risks. We are growing as an institution, and then the committee has had to kind of grow as well to be adept and nimble to deal with uh, those challenges. And you mentioned of the committee members, none of you guys are retired. You all have full-time day jobs. What is your day job, and how is it helping you with your role on the committee? So my job is, I'm called the Chief of Administrative Law and Civil Law at the Army Base at Fort Knox. And so I'm responsible for the employment law, the contracts, the ethics, the regulatory compliance for the city of Fort Knox, and for a lot of different customers across the Army's human resources community. So that's the role I'm in. So lots of employees, lots of contracts, lots of money being spent. And so the credit union's professionalism and testing and pushing and exposure to financial management obligations has a pretty good carryover. We're trying to get talent from 
whether it's auditing or from financial services or from other nonprofits to serve on the committee who bring a little different perspective to the game. So I've got that oversight role. And sometimes there's things, whether it's an internet issue or a uh, internal control issue or a segregation of duties issue, there might be something actually that I see that might be valuable to our institution at the credit union. And there's plenty of things I get from the credit union that translate to ideas at work for the Army. What are some of the big trends that supervisory committees are coming across that they're like, we need to be paying attention to this? So definitely member privacy impacts, uh, data security are, are huge areas. In the area of business lending and large dollar volume lending, what are we doing to make sure that we're not taking a risk that we can't take? The whole enterprise risk model and the use of outside firms, uh, actually just in the hallway today, three of the firms that are exhibitors here, we engage and we engage them for different things. And so actually using different audit firms and rotating audit firms to get a fresh perspective, whether it's the business lending or the, uh, we've recently uh, outsourced the internal audit function. So one of the firms that's here is doing that workforce. They're going to bring a perspective from 70 clients or 100 clients that are all kinds of sizes of credit unions, some much larger than ours, some much smaller than ours. And so we're learning from having our assumptions tested by those firms. And so constantly basically pushing yourself, testing yourself. And if you go back 10 years, what were we interested in then? And think of how that has transformed to today. So if we're going to survive as a financial movement, we're going to continue to take care of people and be a, an education resource for people. We got to stay a step ahead. We've got to figure out how to make our value proposition known to uh, the average consumer who's got is getting hit with hundreds of choices and, and uh, dozens of opportunities in their inbox every day or in their or the direct mail they get or whatever. So how do we demonstrate our value? How do we make people say, yeah, that's I'm going to put my eggs there. I'm going to put my, I'm going to consolidate my primary financial institutions. It's going to be my credit union for everything, for how I pay bills, to how I make purchases, to how I order stuff, my, if I need a loan product. Uh, so we have to continue to diversify if we're going to stay relevant. If you think ahead of the next 10 years, we're facing a lot of challenges. That's the biggest challenge for the credit union movement is how to stay a step ahead or how to stay current in a really rapidly evolving financial services industry. Do you have any advice for a new supervisory committee member? So the basic stuff, those uh, VAP modules that basically tell the story about a particular issue. I mean, I spent, I had a four-hour flight out here. And so I did the asset liability management one, which was pretty challenging content. If you want to learn new things, if you want to learn something new every week, if you're interested in learning new stuff, so being a consumer and being interested and being enthusiastic about finding out what's going on in the industry, do the basics, learn about why this business is successful and why people choose us, but then the next level is trying to go out on your own and whether it's digging around in a personal finance magazine or getting a, a little blog entry that you check out once a week or whatever. Uh, if you're fired up about this, then you got to pour yourself into it and learn stuff and try to learn something new, maybe not every day, but learn something new every week. 
Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.